Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. game we are all very appreciative of that and we are a Wednesday show so there's been some fresher topics to come through here on picking up the blitz with Kyle Beck Eddie Fain and our producer Mad Bunny Mike so before we start breaking down the Super Bowl like it's been broke down before even though our points are very much better than anybody else's that you've heard and much more accurate as well here on Pick Up the Blitz. The phone line is 267-521-0153. Blitz this conversation. Whether you think we're right, we're wrong, we want to hear it from you. We want to know what zone is coming from, and we want to hear it from you. Because what we want to do here is we want to get it right. We want to get it right. That's all we're worried about. And you know what? It's a caller-driven show. We're all about the callers. We'll always be about the callers, and that'll never change. But we got to get to our opening topic here, Eddie, and this is where I want to go because this is what's happening today. Josh McDaniels was looking like he was going to be the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. I was thinking that even Bill Belichick might retire because he was losing Matt Patricia, Josh McDaniels. He gave up Jacoby Brissett and Jimmy Garoppolo for just about nothing. I thought he was on his way out and wanted to bail on Brady and show Tom Brady that he couldn't do it without him himself, the greatest Bill Belichick. So what ended up happening on this was four things, four things. And I'll tie this all together before I bring Zane on here to just rip apart the discrepancies probably from four of my points. But let me tie this together first. Josh McDaniels is going to the Indianapolis Colts with a shaky owner. He's He's got all kinds of weird problems, drug problems. It's a fact. He's been arrested. He's been convicted. It's a fact. Next, Josh McDaniels, he's got to move his family. And that's always tough for an individual, especially when been solidified with somebody who's higher up on you that's gonna that that's looking out for you and all that and then also you look back and you have Tom Brady behind you and if Tom Brady's still playing why would you bail on what you know now the next point I have is that the Patriots 
might have floated this out there and let all the other good head coaches sign with other teams and then pull back the reins on Josh McDaniels just to stab him in the back because they were the whistleblowers on Deflategate. But my fourth point here, and what I believe is the most important reason that Josh McDaniels did not take the Indianapolis Colts job is you're looking at a parallel universe of a Miami Dolphins Nick Saban situation, which was the situation where Nick Saban wanted Drew Brees, but he had the shoulder injury and he couldn't get medically cleared to play. So Nick Saban got stuck with Dante Culpepper coming off of a knee injury who was cleared to play. In this parallel universe where it's flip-flopped and now the coach gets the choice, I think Josh Daniels looked at what happened with Drew Brees and said, you know, there's only so many good doctors in the world. I can't go there and trust that Andrew Luck's shoulder is going to be 100%. And if I go there and Andrew Luck's shoulder isn't 100%, it's going to add to another failure on my resume whereas he could stay with New England take over the team get it get another quarterback in there that he likes draft wise and wait for Bill Belichick to retire now that I've tied those things all in Eddie I know you're going to hammer all four points first and foremost uh, hey, KB, how are you tonight? Good, that's great. Hey, Mad Money, how you doing? Phenomenal. Well, it's, Look, it's, not, it's not a phone call. It's, it's, a, it's a radio yeah, show well, that we have quite a following for. Common courtesy on an introduction here and there is much appreciated by your production team, your uh, assistant host, your whatever the – Whatever my, well, whatever we'll, my we'll have to leave that up to the nowadays. we'll have to leave but, that up to the Blitz Brigade if they want us all to say hi to each other at the beginning of the show we'll we'll hi. let them call in and decide that themselves and dictate how we carry the beginning of the show I like all to move right. on to get to the point because I'm all about the listeners I'm all about mm-hmm. the callers and I'm all about the clock especially so we're always on time here on the show but would Listen, you man, please. You made- Break down my four points. He's got to move his family. Whenever you stop talking, I got the points down, and I'll go ahead and break down. Actually, dude, you made a lot of good points there, man. I'm not going to hate on anything you just said. Um, You know, there are all these stipulations that we don't really look at that much uh, from the outside when these coaching decisions are made by by the coach himself. You know, McDaniel's like his family, like you said, and then you really do look at the situation in Indianapolis – and then you do actually start to think, I agree with you, maybe that, that's a possibility that the Patriots organization said, let them get them off the market thinking they got McDaniels locked up, and then we'll just pull that plug. But I'm, I'm pretty sure that where I'm going with this is right, because, you know, most of the time when I go with something, it is right. Um, you look at what this New England franchise is right now, and there's a lot of different moving pieces that are going on here. Belichick, as you have stated on Facebook or one of the picking up the Blitz, uh, you know, media centers, you you wrote down before McDaniels thinking that he was going to be gone, this is where the Patriots are at. They're in turmoil because Belichick is now, they've sent uh, Garoppolo to San Francisco for essentially nothing compared to what he was worth if they kept him. They sent Brissett uh, to Indianapolis. It just it goes on and on, and it just looks right now, when I'm looking at this from the outside in, that whatever happened in the meeting 
it went down, whether it was yesterday or today or two days ago. I have a strong, strong feeling Bill Belichick is going to be out as the Patriots head coach, if not after this year, within two years. And I have a strong, strong feeling that old Bobby Kraft said to McDaniels, you're the next guy up. You want to stick with us. This is a family here as opposed to a business. This is more family than business. This is an organization that has also given the green light to Tom Brady to retire on his own terms today. So McDaniels is sitting here saying, I could go to that indie job, which has a lot of question marks as you just addressed. You just went over those perfectly, I might add. Well done, KB. And I think that they said Belichick is he's going to give it one more go with Tom. There's a lot of turmoil building up here. There's a lot of tension between the two. We're not sure how this is going to play out. Bill and I, we're all going to part ways mutually, and it's all going to be friendly, friendly. But I think that it's basically come clear that Belichick is going to do this for one more year, maybe two, and McDaniels is going to be the guy in the wings. So let's not forget McDaniels' track record here now. He, he had a thing with Tim Tebow where he drafted him. He was his guy, and they were winning with him in Denver, and he got outed. Okay. Elway came in and said, no, 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 blah, 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 blah. So I have a good feeling that he really doesn't trust management very much at all. Whereas here with Bob Kraft and whatever, whoever the other moving parts are in the Patriots organization, I have a great feeling that McDaniels has trust in these guys. And he, they trust McDaniels, and he trusts them vice versa the same way back at him, where he really doesn't trust management. And like you said about Ursay, the druggie himself, yeah, I don't think you can trust these guys, and you don't know what's going on with the quarterback, where here at least you have an idea, and then they trust him to go find the next quarterback for the Patriots. So I'm pretty sure that McDaniels has been given the green light as the next head coach here. I, I mean, again, I can't report on anything but speculation, but that's what I'm saying, and that's what I'm sticking to. And McDaniels, I mean, because the, the thing with the, the Broncos, you have to be hungry to get back to a head coaching position. You have to be to redeem yourself. Because he's saying to himself, man, I, I got us to the playoffs. I got us a win in the first round of the playoffs. Like, I, I was doing it. And they still gave me the outs. They still gave Tim Tebow the outs. So I look at McDaniels as saying, here's the deal. I'm sticking with this team because they're going to stick with me in the future. Two years max, McDaniels is the head coach of the New England Patriots. And that's about all I have to say. That it ties into your points, though. Well done, Beck. Hey, man, I like your response as well. We got a caller on the line. Let's go to the caller. This is our first blitz of the night. They can't wait for it. They got a lot to bring on. There's a lot of things going on in the NBA, NFL, and all kinds of stuff. I can't wait to see what kind of zone blitz this is. Am I on? Am I on? Yeah, you're on. Bring the blitz. Yeah, hi. Yeah, I called in last two weeks ago, and you guys were really gracious. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm Barbara from New Jersey. Ah, Barbara Manjay, what's up? No, listen, you know what? There's a couple things. Uh, You know, I'm happy for uh, the Eagles winning, but, you know, sometimes you have to be a good loser to be a good winner. And, uh, you know, they're burning down their city. They throw snowballs at Santa Claus. They got a jail underneath their... uh, you know, their stadium, uh, I'm happy for them. But, you know, I'm, like I said last week, I'm just tired of everybody picking on New England. And, um, you know, give me a little feedback. I, you know, I don't understand that. I'm happy for the Eagles, but come on. Barbara, what about they brought, the um, – they, they brought the NFC back, which is great. 
Okay, well, Barbara, what about the uh, the F. Millie? You remember Millie, the uh, the older woman, the very older woman that's the Minnesota Vikings fan and the Philadelphia Eagles had no problem. The fans had no problem walking down the streets right after they beat Minnesota with the giant banner that said F. Millie. I mean, yeah, they're ruthless as a fan base. It's ridiculous. It's absurd. It's over the top, as Beck alluded to in the very beginning of the show here, where he was talking about all the acts that took place in Philadelphia after winning the Super Bowl. Um, at the same time, ah. all that aside, I could care less about Eagles fans. I could care less about Patriots fans. I could care less about the Patriots. I could care less about the Eagles. But I'm going to tell you, I'm so much happier that they beat the Patriots and Tom Brady goes off the field without even shaking Nick Foles', Nick Foles hands. And the only good sport on the Patriots' side is Giselle. So, you know, so we can say what we want. Let's not act like the Patriots fans are saints either. They're very stuck up and very cocky and very high on their own teams. Beck, what are your thoughts on it? Well, I, you know, uh, I have to agree with your final statement. That they're very, very, actually, have, having to have family members, they're probably listening right now. And they're probably really sour because the Patriots are lost. But they're uh, they're in the um, what do you call it uh, I, the um, I want to say pediatric but no just the overall medical field both of them uh, one's a doctor one's one's a nurse and, or not a nurse she does she I'm I'm selling them both though they're both very great people but they complain about concussions and all this and how you can't play football anymore it's too much CTE blah blah blah. And then they turn around and just praise the Patriots to Tom Brady like they didn't want to watch the Super Bowl. So I kind of have it out for them a little bit right now. I hope I hope my aunt and Eve, my my uncle and uh, my aunt Eve aren't listening because I'm calling you out right now. Is that you don't think Super Bowl, you don't think football is good for uh, people to play, but I guarantee you were watching and wanting greatness there, and I guarantee you deny all the cheating and all the scandals and everything. So I, 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 I really had a, it was a really unenjoyable Super Bowl for me. Besides the food, I had a good time. I was with family. It was great. Um, I'm pretty sure that I failed to answer the question. Uh, no, well, yeah, you, know, you definitely just you tipped out around that. Barbara, go ahead. You know, my question is, when, uh, like, New York and Dallas won uh, Super Bowls and Patriots have won Super Bowls, they never burned down their city. You know, they didn't throw uh, snowballs at Santa Claus. You know, come on, man. Yeah, no, it's not the uh, riots in 1992 in L.A. where Sublime's got to make a whole song about what's going on out there. So, yeah, I hear you. I don't get it. I don't get the uh, Eagles fans eating horse feces off the ground, punching horses after the Minnesota win. I don't like how they treat fans that go into their stadium. But you know what? They do set a precedent. Don't go into their stadium. And I abide by it as a Giants fan. But I'll tell you what, even though two wrongs don't make a right, I'll strangle us. If I ever go to a Giants game, I'm a big Giants fan. And uh, I know two wrongs don't make a right. But if I see somebody in my Giants stadium wearing an Eagles jersey, I'm going to strangle them, even though two wrongs don't make a right. I just they, they got they got it coming. Can't stand Philly. Can't stand Dallas. That's where I stand. And uh, at least Dallas – you know, their parking prices are so high 
and everything, they're used to having visiting fans. The tickets are so high. The parking prices are so high and everything. Everybody goes to a Dallas game except Dallas fans because Dallas fans can't afford it. So, you know, that's enough NFC East bashing I can do probably for a month <laughs> right there. <laughs> You took a hard left turn there, bro, and just started really getting into some other teams in the NFC East, didn't you? Yeah, and like I said, I think I'm failing to answer this question because <laughs> yeah, I was no, beyond. I there was no win. Fun. There was no win for me in this Super Bowl. I just wanted to eat some good food and watch a very good game and hope that it was well officiated. It was not perfectly officiated, but I think that it was it was adequately officiated. Um, before, uh, we got, we got another caller on the line. Let's go, let's go to the caller right now. Thank you for your call, Barbara. Yeah, it's Brandon from Columbus. Oh, hell yeah. What's up? I I say real quickly, I think Barbara makes a very good point. The last thing the NFL needs is what in Soccer and European football is called hooliganism, and there's sure a lot of it latent in uh, Philadelphia fans, either at home or on the road. So I thought she made a very good point. But I wanted to ask you all what y'all's reaction was to the uh, inductees uh, to the Hall of Fame uh, this time around. And I'll just say very quickly that I wasn't enthusiastic about four of them, which is probably the best I can say. But I was so glad to see Brian Urlacher uh, make it. Uh, I think he's very deserving. And some quick numbers, over 1,300 tackles, 41 interceptions, 41 sacks, 22 interceptions, 13 years in the league. And it's the number one that I like best. Uh, that's the number of teams that he played for over 13 years. He, he was a Chicago Bear from start to finish. And I think that's a good thing for the league if we had more players devoting entire careers to one team, one city, one fan base. Just curious to see what you all think about the class. Um, I didn't have any problems with it. I think Erlacher deserves to be there. Uh, it's one of those things where they never really – they didn't get the uh, the big one done. I think uh, Erlacher – it's crazy how you – how. yeah, so let me start again. I've been pretty shaky at the start of this show. Sorry, all the listeners here on Pigging with the Blitz. But, yeah, Erlacher definitely deserves to be there. It's not his fault he's not a Super Bowl winner because Rex Grossman tripped over his own player two times in the Super Bowl against the Colts. Erlacher was was a star, and uh, he's he's definitely a lock. I also saw the uh, the uh, MLB Hall of Fame inductees and watched their reactions to it. And I thought it was very interesting. Uh, all the other ones, uh, Trevor Hoffman and Jim Tomei, you know, they were uh, they were like, you know, heart, like, you know, tears, family hugging and everything. I just want to point out that Chipper Jones got the phone call from the uh, uh, baseball sports writers. And you know what he said? Sounds what? good. <laughs> Like, I don't know what the hell you're even talking about anymore. Columbus, while you're on the thanks, line here. Just, th- just th- no, just sounds a good. Minutes. Thanks for calling. Columbus, you're not getting off this easy. We're not done with you yet. You're you're part of the Blitz Brigade. Just a couple. I'm not leaving. Like, whoever's on the air here. Whoever's on the air here, just stop and listen. 
You got Ray Lewis, Randy Moss. These are just the notable ones. T.O., Erlacher, and, of course, the executive extraordinaire himself, old Bobby Bethard. Everybody knows Bobby. Everybody's been knowing Bobby since 1928. The deal is how – the question I have for you, Columbus, is really what I'm going to say. How has T.O. managed to steal the show by being the no-show once again? Ray Lewis, whether he murdered these people or not – Still a hell of a player. The off-the-field issues and his personality and all that crap, this guy deserves it more than anybody. Erlacher, again, uh, absolutely, no questions asked. Randy Moss, phenomenal. And T.O., if you look at the numbers, 100%. Yet T.O. still being as stubborn as he is, and we have to hit on the hot topic because he's made it the hot topic, doesn't show up for anything. And now the question is, is he even going to show up for the ceremony itself? So either Beck... Mad Money or Columbus or if Barbara's still on the line. What do y'all think? No, nah, Barbara's yeah. gone. She had a great call. We let her go. What about T.O.? Now, how is it that he's stealing the show? Well, really, if you want to make the argument between Ray Lewis, Randy Moss, and T.O., he might be the third best out of the three. I mean, you really could make that argument if you want to, whether it's, you know, hurting your team, off-the-field antics, so on and so forth, whereas Ray Lewis was such a leader. So what are your feelings on T.O. getting into the Hall of Fame? The numbers are there. I'm not enthusiastic about it. Uh, bad teammate, great player, defective lack personality. Of, lack of likability. Uh, he was lack uh, of likability. Yeah. As, as as much as you like to blame stuff on Donovan Nab, he wasn't that good and everything. And I and I stand by that. But To didn't make him any any better and, as a quarterback. He made him look good on some passes, but he didn't make him a better quarterback. I think Geo deserves it full and full, through and through. And hey, Columbus from Brandon. Yeah. The only thing I can say before, hang on one second, one more time. I'm sorry to interrupt. I don't mean to be cutting anybody off. But this is exactly why all the T.O. haters are proven right by his actions. The reason that they did not want him to get this jacket and get into the Hall of Fame is because he disrespects everything that it stands for and because he has not shown up to do anything, thereby putting more attention on himself is the exact reason that everyone was so skeptical, skeptical about giving him this damn jacket. And if he does not show up and he spits in everyone's face for the ceremony, there has to be some sort of stipulation where you take this thing. It's just like, a, why does this guy Still, and what is he, 43 now? 44, he still doesn't get it. And at this point, it's just so obnoxious. Like, T.O., just for once, for once, do the right thing, man. They gave it to you because you earned it on the field. Now, show up, be respectful, put the jacket on, stand with the rest of the new inmates. Well, that's not bad. The new inductees. That's the new inmates. Yes. The new inductees. I am no longer. Hang on, that, that came off bad. That came off bad. Maybe good. I am Either no way. longer the worst one on the opening of the show. I love it. Stand with the rest of the inductees and accept the honor of it. And take it professionally, responsibly, and gracefully. So, three things you've never done in your entire career. Prove the skeptics wrong, bro. Thoughts? Brandon, close this out. That's we got what I meant call. my opening comment. Out. I'm not enthusiastic, about, not enthusiastic about it at all. Uh, I think the numbers say... He needs to be included. I would have voted against him. Uh, no, I, think that's I wouldn't. The effect have. I that wouldn't. He has. Have. Let, let me, let me, Brandon, we're, we're, stay on to listen to this comment, but we're going to have to move on to the next caller. Uh, I think there's, there's one thing that proves that T.O. should be in there, 
and that's that T.O. broke his ankle for the Patriots and then played no games all the way into the Super Bowl, slept in a hyperbaric chamber, and then signed a waiver saying that if he heard it again, the Eagles did not owe him a dime. And he went out there and caught nine passes for 122 yards, no touchdowns, but he kept them in that entire game. There's no question that the numbers are there. The numbers qualify him. Uh, personality works against him. Eddie's right. He deserves to be there, but I probably would have voted against him. Yeah, because you don't want to hang out with him. He's not a likable guy. Let's go right, on to right. – I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you on that aspect. Let's go to the next caller. Where are you bringing the blitz from, caller? Um, hello, I'm uh, Brian out of Northern Virginia, and I want to um... – to say I love the show. You guys are doing great. And um, are we? There's a, I mean the the um the on the field <laughs> numbers, they're obvious for Hall of Fame picks, but at the time, um, you have to worry about another set of numbers, and that's viewership and just the dollars bottom line. They're hurting for viewers, and uh, maybe they don't want to embrace off the field antics at a time when, um, you have to gain female viewership, not lose it through off field antics and stuff like oh, that. So that might clear, be that, that might be let me, this is a let legacy, me clear this all is a legacy. This thing. And so um this is for, for everybody. You're, you're not supposed that's not supposed to be the way you look at it. It's supposed to be the production that happens on the field. It's the well, media <laughs> and all of us that care about the off-the-field stuff. Who buys tickets we, to Cooper? We don't know what happened in those locker like, rooms. Who buys tickets to it? Like, half of it is – they're, they're going to think about the bottom line. They are hurting for viewers. Like, it's not just football. Like, sports viewership and participation as a society all is going down. way down. It's all down. It's all down. And so – Half the half the world is is female. Fifty fifty two percent of the world is female. You have to you have to gain that. How are um, they winning? Viewership. That, you have to gain that. You can't lose it by, um, like like criminal cases aside. Ray Lewis is is um not an ideal. You know, like um, I don't want to. Yeah, you know, um, he's not known for his his um family lifestyle. And that stuff matters when you're talking about legacy and, you know, literally stuff getting written in stone, literally getting written in stone. Um, these things are, are – I'm, I'm guarantee you the, the powers that be within the NFL are having a conversation similar to this when they're talking about uh, the legacy well, I, of the I think I think we're breaking this down way too much. I don't know how – did Brandon get us on this because – Here's no, I did. I, I, I went to, like when I looked at the the short list of the um, Hall of Fame, and then you look at all the other conversations that are happening, like to the NFL as a whole. Once the Super Bowl is kind of like once the dust has settled on the Super Bowl, you're really only left with these kind of issues to yeah, pontificate but, about. Because what else well, are you going to talk about? Like, well, let me the Super let Bowl me like been settled everything else. Let me close. Let me close the, the deal on this because. It's not about anything besides it being the, the the Hall of Fame being a fraternity of people that bought in for their entire careers and and went out in the field and performed. I don't know when they, this like, turned into really a like, popularity. Can I just I don't get some? When... Do they um? Do they, yeah, go like, ahead. Considering Hall of Fame, do they look at like um? Um, charity outreach, and that's just me, like amateur. Do they look no, at you know how no, every like kind of like not included. And that is not they, included. Should they for a, for a Hall yes. of Fame discussion? Should yes. they look at like yes. 
outreach in a perfect to community, world, outreach to charitable. In a perfect in a, maybe that's, world, maybe that's maybe that's a conversation we should in a have. Maybe they should world, we look at yes. charitable outreach. And so, a, sorry to you know hypothesize on the air. But. Our, our caller here uh, from Northern Virginia. In a perfect world, yes. But really, what you got to remember is it's a fraternity of about three hundred people, and To is a bad hang. Nobody wants to chill with To. He He's quirky and, and he awkward and cocky. And that's why they don't want him in there. He's making his own jackets and everything. Nah, it's just he he dropped a lot of passes. He caught a lot of passes. He never won a Super Bowl. He was never even good enough to elevate Tony Romo, who turns out, you know, looking back, should have played in the playoffs last year over Dak Prescott. And the Cowboys might be in a different situation. And Tony Romo might be looking at that jacket instead of T.O. Is Ray Lewis the only Super Bowl winner that's in the conversation? Seriously? Well, he's that, only, I'm sorry he's to kind of become the, an He's the only murdering one. Is he is he the only Super Bowl ring wearer that's in the is it, that's in the conversation? Nah, give him to me again. Moss, no ring. Uh, who we're just talking about? T.O., no Terrell ring. Terrell Owens, no ring. I assumed he had won one. Terrell Owens does uh, not have a ring. Uh, Ray Ray Lewis. Uh, you're, you're, ring you're two, right? Me. Two rings. I I I was not prepared for this conversation. I totally admit it. <laughs> Um, we got to move on just a little bit to cover some ground. We're way right. behind. Oh, I do All appreciate right. the call. Dude, he just call? punked you on a caller-driven show. No, the answer to your question, unless the other two guys, well, Bobby Bathard as an executive might have got himself about six because Bill Bobby, he's always up to something. That was a good question, though, uh, from Northern Virginia right there, man. Mad Money, if I wasn't in the Bahamas, we'd have the laptops open. I got nothing going on here. You got to stat check that one. Good freaking question, though, bro. That's well done. I don't know. I think that Ray no, Lewis I'll might tell be you. the only Super give me, give me all the Hall of Fame inductees, and I'll tell you which well, ones you won the, a Super the Bowl. Notables. I gave you okay. the notables. You got Ray Lewis, I thought only guest, five Randy should Moss, get in no. every year. Leo, <laughs> no. Orlacker, no. Bobby Bethard, seven. And then I don't know the other two guys. I don't even care about them. Yeah, so, yeah, good okay, question, we we got to move on. We got stumped by the caller from Northern Virginia. Which, when you stumped the show, that's a great call. That's a great call because now you, you're you going to make us do homework. You're going to make us do homework. You have to put us to work. That's what we oh, like. Okay. It's a caller-driven show. We're all about the callers. 267-521-0153. Brian from Northern Virginia. We'll have your answers next week, and hit us with a blitz that hard. We'll find a way to pick it up next week, I promise you. You call the show. We'll pick up the blitz a lot better next week. Let's continue on with the commercial break. Or No, wait, Eddie, uh, how time-sensitive are we on these locked and loaded picks? Are some of these games about to get dropped? Yeah, you got to get it in right now, man. This show's going Yeah, we got to do it before commercial break. Mad Money, go to the locked and loaded picks of the week. Let's go. Cue it up. You know what? I'll tell you what, KB, man. One question could take us to rail us all the way from the south to the north, from the north to the west, and the west back to the east. But these are the locked and loaded picks of the week, man. Look, you got Houston at my Miami Heat, who have lost four in a row tonight. Uh, they are hurt pretty bad, man. Houston's coming off a of back-to-back, but this is six minus six. Houston. So Houston minus six at Miami tonight. Who you got? I'm going to go Miami. Okay, I'm going to roll with Houston. Matt Money, who you picking? Come on, get it in quick. Let's go. I'm going to go with uh, Houston. I'll All turn right, you on to then. Houston. 
I want to change mine to Houston. I think I kind of think right, that. All right, well. Wait, about, no, 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 Back on the heat. Okay, back to the heat. Here we go. We'll get it together, I promise. Brooklyn <laughs> at Detroit, the new revamped, revived, and alive Detroit with a little Blake Griffin. Detroit minus nine and a half. I got to say Heck. that red fire crotch fucking out. Oh, yeah, that show is done, man. You're going to need to cut it off soon enough. You're going to roll with Detroit, aren't you, back? Yeah, yeah. Blake Griffin is uh it that was a topic we're gonna get into later in the show. Matt Money, where are you on the dump button? You know I make mistakes. <laughs> Man Listen, I'm also gonna go Detroit, hey. Matt Money, who you got? Um, I'm gonna go with Brooklyn on this one. All right, all right, all right, Matt Money for picking games right hell. He picked the Super Bowl and uh, the two hosts of this show got it dead wrong. Minnesota at Cleveland, the Cleveland Cavaliers, which are a topic we definitely will get into. LeBron, is he tanking on purpose? Either way, Minnesota at Cleveland. Cleveland minus one and a half. KB, who the hell you got? Minnesota. Matt Money. I'm going to go with Minnesota on that one, too. I'm going to roll with Cleveland tonight. I don't think he's really tanking, or do I? We'll talk about it later on. The forgotten, as always, San Antonio Spurs, minus eight at Phoenix. Who we picking? Either one of you two. The Spurs San Antonio. are minus eight at Phoenix. Bingo. Is our boy, uh, uh, who's the, who's the killer there? Uh, Booker? Devin Booker? Yeah, yeah, yeah I didn't yeah, see him on the injury good. report. He's on the injury report? I didn't see him on any injury report. He looks good to go. Yeah, then I'm going here. I'm going with ten. They don't win, but he covers it for him. I agree as well, Matt Money. What are your thoughts? I'm going to go with San Antonio on that one. All right, Matt Money, Mike. And tomorrow night's game, the Boston Celtics, who are the hottest team in the East, even though they lost last night, are playing at Washington. Boston minus one. KB, what are your thoughts? What's the score? What's going to happen? It's a tough one, man. Uh, I'm going to have to say Boston bounces back. I'm solely picking this because they took such a crushing last night. I'm also rolling with Boston. Matt Money, what are your thoughts? Yep, I'm going to go with Boston. Boom. All right, so we hit a commercial break, and KB can tell us what's coming up next because this first half hour has gone rough. Rough. All right, on the net, come on, man, money, cue it up. Let's get to this commercial break. I couldn't get there any faster. We already got locked and loaded picks, so you know how to gamble tonight. You know how to make money here. We always want to help you here on Pick Up the Blitz, but we got great more topics to talk about. We got Blake Griffin. Is he just good in the East, or is it Stan Van Gundy? Either way, he's not playing in the West. Draymond Green, two years on the KD train. Eddie Fane seems to think that that has no effect on KD's attitude. And I think (laughs) we're going to highly disagree on that. And also, we got to talk some Super Bowl. Nick Foles. This is KB from Pick'em to the Blitz with KB and E. Fane. E. Fane and I pick up a lot of our NBA material from PrimeCombine.com. It's a lifestyle blog that features current articles on sports, entertainment, and lifestyle topics. If you're tired of scrolling through your news feed just like me and seeing a bunch of garbage, you got to go check out PrimeCombine.com. It's updated daily, and I guarantee you, you will find something that interests you. Again, that is PrimeCombine.com. 
Picking Up the Blitz with KB and E-Fane is brought to you by the Near Food Mart on 1856 Valley Avenue, right across the street from the Premier Ford dealership. Near Food Mart is famous in Winchester for their Cajun-style crispy, crunchy fried chicken. Not only does Near Food Mart have the best fried chicken in town, they got the best wings, too. And no need to drink and drive to get there. Our good friend of the show, Roz, will deliver the chicken and booze right to you. You make sure you call Roz from the Near Food Mart at 540-450-8107. Find the Near Food Mart on Facebook, too. Wild Dog Hot Sauce is a Caribbean-influenced hot sauce that will enhance and complement the flavor of almost any dish. Use it often and enjoy. It's addictive. It'll get you lit. Mild, mango, and kiwi, Wild Dog's got what you need. Email wilddoghotsauce at gmail.com for your first bottle of that bold flavor, and you'll know what KB and Ethan are talking about with their bold Wild Dog Picks of the Week every week here on Picking Up the Blitz. Hey, what up? You're back inside picking up the Blitz with Kyle Beck and Eddie Thane. My boy, Bad Money Mike, behind the glass. He's the best producer in the world. I, I don't know. I don't know how much longer we're gonna be able to retain that money. I mean, his price tag's going up. He's gonna be a free agent soon. That money's killing it back there. Hey, I know we got a lot to break down in the Super Bowl, but we do have to get to our segments so we can get it covered. Cause I am Kyle Beck, all about the clock, all about the callers. Want to get him included, so I want to knock this out because I think that the Super Bowl conversation could go uh, a couple different ways. And also, we have some controversial uh, NBA things to talk about as well. So, Mad Money, kick it up. Kick it some music. Let's get into our newest segment, Fact, Facade, or Total Fallacy. This is a situation that was brought to my attention by my co-host, Eddie Fane. And it's pretty evident... If you're just visibly watching the Cleveland Cavaliers, I know we've had a lot of talk about the state of their existence right now in the NBA East, but this is how we do it on the show. You got to break it down. Is what he's doing? Is what he's doing and what they are doing a fact, a facade, or is this a total fallacy? I'm gonna throw it out for anything, and he's gonna pick which is the correct term. And he's going to nail it every time because that's what Eddie yeah, okay, says. Okay, man, here's the deal, bro. First off, we're doing facts, thought, fallacy, whatever the hell this segment is. I still haven't been made that aware of. Uh, we're talking about LeBron James. Is he purposely tanking? Just so oh, no, wait, 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 wait. You're ruining the segment. You got to let me break it down here. Look, Eddie, you're the one that gets to run with this. So let me lay it down the way it's supposed to be laid down. Look, this is... This is the potential fact. These are these are three options. Eddie Fan's got to buy into the one that he believes, and he's going to explain to you why that one's right. Look, the fact, what looks like the fact, is that LeBron James is tanking for a trade deadline move. He's taking for a trade deadline move. He wants some action from the front office in Cleveland. I don't think he's going to get it because he won't commit 
to staying next year, so they're not going anywhere with that Brooklyn pick. Now, the facade here is LeBron James is bored and wants to pick his path to the finals and choose his opponents just like he did last year perfectly to get him there and lose. But we cannot deny that he avoided and played the teams he wanted to in the seeding process, just how he chose best for that team. And on a total fallacy level, the Cavs are really that bad. They're not gelling. These are felons. Eddie, is it a fact, facade, or total fallacy? Well, everything you just said right there, the fact, the facade, and the fallacy was pretty much on point. They aren't gelling. LeBron is not tanking necessarily, but he is literally not playing his hardest because he's not getting his way. He's acting like a stubborn six-year-old, as we've seen LeBron do. If we're going to say what the the fallacy is, is that LeBron's pissed and doesn't get his way, he gets everybody he wants, essentially, man. He's got his buddy Dwayne Wade there. Dwayne's just 35 and over it. What we're looking at here with the Cleveland Cavaliers, fact, is that LeBron realizes he's out the door. That's fact. Facade is that they're not a good team. That's what the facade really is. I'm going to switch this whole segment up on you, Baxter. Just get ready for it and just deal with it. Man, I'm going to keep the music going. Right they're going to be okay because LeBron will will them to win. Dwayne Wade is a winner. He's been with him before. Dwayne Wade will buy you two wins, three wins maybe in crucial games in the playoffs because he's a winner. Derrick Rose needs to get out the door. Get out of Isaiah Thomas's way. And this Isaiah Thomas needs to stop talking to the freaking reporters and reporting about... Isaiah Thomas is essentially the cancer in the locker room right now because he's not playing the way he wants to. He's not the leader of the team as he was in Boston. He got too comfortable over there thinking that he's that guy because he really isn't. Let's just be realistic. And when we look at this back beside fallacy, fallacy, those Cleveland Cavaliers will not be in the NBA Finals because guess what, bro? The Cleveland Cavaliers will be in the NBA Finals. You heard it here first. You heard it here at the beginning of the season. I told you they're going to win this thing. And we're going to talk about Golden State a little bit longer. Now, don't worry about them because they'll be there too. Year four, fourth year in a row of these teams meeting in the Finals. So there's your fact. There's your facade. There's your fallacy, I think. I don't even know. Cover it, KB. Fact or total fallacy. Nick Foles outplayed Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Uh, facade. Nick Foles played very well. Tom Brady, uh, but you didn't mention facade, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you that's the fact facade fallacy. Facade, because Nick Foles played very well. Did he outplay him? Absolutely not. You know who got played? Outplayed was uh, Matt Patricia, dude. That's who got outplayed. I have no idea how you still, after you watch that game, not going to reconsider hiring him. Hiring him to the Detroit Lions. Uh, this is ridiculous. Yeah, you... you- Eddie, you would think that he was the one that would land back in New England, not Josh McDaniels in some in some kind of way, you know? Well, He's I feel like New England didn't want him as much as they wanted McDaniels, to be honest with you. I feel like Matt Patricia is a very removable piece. He's a, he's an interchangeable part. He's nobody. He's not he's not worth even worrying about. But what I will tell you is, Nick Foles, you, out, you, you played very well, and you did every single thing and more that was asked of you. Did you outplay Tom Brady? Uh, false. Fallacy, fallacy to the polls. Because no, you absolutely did not. You played great. Tom played just as well, if not better. I, I mean, I'd say equal. Besides just to the keep fact, everybody happy. The only thing, the only discrepancy I have is 
Brady dropped the pass and Nick Foles caught it. Boom. But, but hey, also you got to give the Florida Gator Trey Burton a little bit of credit because it was a better throw. You can't expect Brady to lay out for one. He's drinking too many freaking smoothies and kissing his kid way too long in the lift to be diving for football. Dude, that's not that guy's M.O., man. Let's get real. Tucci, Blake Griffin, back, facade, or fallacy? He's a really good player. Or he's a really good player in the East. Or Sam Van Gundy is bringing out the best in Blake Griffin, and he's playing motivated because he got booted. Listen, listen, listen. All three of them, I don't think he did what he did. I think Blake Griffin's actually trying because he's pissed off. For the first time, Blake Griffin realizes that his little Hollywood lifestyle of Los Angeles is is done. And now another guy as he gets older at 28 or 29, whatever he is. So now Blake Griffin, who's injury-prone and has been taking it easy because he does not care if L.A. wins or loses, I don't know what that was. Were you mixing one up? Here's the deal. Blake Griffin's finally trying. Give this three weeks, it will filter out because it'll be flying back and forth to see Kendall Jenner. The fact fallacy facade question you need to ask, is this going to keep up? And that would be your facade right there because Blake Griffin, yeah, you're going to play hard. You're going to get hurt probably within a month. Are the Troy Pistons even making the playoffs? I doubt it. Maybe with like an eighth or a seventh seed because the East is fluctuating very often. But here's the deal. If you think Blake Griffin is going to keep this up and lead Detroit to any type of promised land, well, let's see, boy. We will have to see. We'll have to see. Well, we will not be discussing those topics any longer on the other side of the break here on Picking Up Blitz. We got to pause for the calls for our sponsors. On the flip side, Anything still ain't a believer in Draymond Green, even though we got a lot of actions from KD that explained otherwise. Porzingis for the Knicks is down. That's going to change everybody's total outtake on what the Knicks should do there. And we also have game balls coming up. Mine has my... Uh, mine has my... I can barely get it out because I'm too excited, but my game ball is pretty good. I'll just save it for game balls. How about that? This is KB from Pick'em to the Blitz with KB and E-Fane. E-Fane and I pick up a lot of our NBA material from PrimeCombine.com. It's a lifestyle blog that features current articles on sports, entertainment, and lifestyle topics. If you're tired of scrolling through your news feed just like me and seeing a bunch of garbage, you got to go check out PrimeCombine.com. It's updated daily, and I guarantee you, you will find something that interests you. Again, that is PrimeCombine.com. Picking up the Blitz with KB and E-Fane is brought to you by the Near Food Mart on 1856 Valley Avenue, right across the street from the Premier Ford dealership. Near Food Mart is famous in Winchester for their Cajun-style crispy, crunchy fried chicken. Not only does Near Food Mart have the best fried chicken in town, they got the best wings, too. And no need to drink and drive to get there. Our good friend of the show, Roz, will deliver the chicken and booze right to you. You make sure you call Roz from the Near Food Mart at 540-450-8107. Find the Near Food Mart on Facebook, too. Wild Dog Hot Sauce is a Caribbean-influenced hot sauce that will enhance and complement the flavor of almost any dish. 
Use it often and enjoy. It's addictive. It'll get you lit. Mild, mango, and kiwi wild dogs got what you need. Email wilddoghotsauce at gmail.com for your first bottle of that bold flavor, and you'll know what KB and Ethan are talking about with their bold wild dog picks of the week every week here on Picking Up the Blitz. Hey, what up, America? What's up, our worldwide listeners here on Pick It Up the Blitz? Get to be a part of the Blitz Brigade by liking our Facebook page, Blitz the Show, at any time by calling 267-521-0153. Find us on iTunes if you missed the show. Hearsay is the best advertisement. Spread it around. Let's get to the top. We'll get there anyway, with or without you. So you might as well get to be a part of the Blitz Brigade. Matt Money, what's this breaking news you're bringing home? Damn, that's live ass news right there, Matt Money. What do you got? Where is that? All right. All right. All right. If that's not going with the flow of the show, I don't know what the hell is. I don't know what's happening tonight. We must have had technical difficulty there. Maybe Eddie Fain was informed of the news that was supposed to be brought to my attention. The oh, oh, the information. Oh, yeah, I guess that uh, somebody said something about the Yankees. Jesus, I don't even know, man. The Yankees have a trade clause with Russell Wilson. My money, you got you to give me the thing. I don't have a computer in front of me, dude. I'm halfway by the ocean. Oh, I got to pull it up right here. I got to pull it up right here. They they own his baseball. They own the New York Yankees now own Russell Wilson's baseball rights. If he ever decides to retire from playing football due to concussion reasons, any kind of reasons, he is a New York Yankee, or at least they get the first crack at him on the waiver wire. That's all that means. Now, Eddie, we got to move into a conversation. It's been quite a heated conversation for quite some time here. Yeah, it just makes you so mad. Mad Money messed that up. Uh, he was calling me out for messing up the beginning of the show, which I did. He messed that up big time. <laughs> Yo, this show right here, man. I love it. This is real. This ain't no This, ain't this no is live on You want to get in on some of this? Two six seven five two one oh one five three. KB, man, give me the next topic because I cannot wait to freaking take you to school on this one, bro. For real. Go ahead. Draymond Green is the most important player on the Golden State Warriors. He's been there two years, uh, or this will be two years at the end of the year with Kevin Durant. Draymond Green is no longer having to pick up technical fouls because his peer pressure and influence has turned Kevin Durant into a tougher player. And this is on the skinny jeans Golden State Warriors team. Who have they have no toughness? You got Curry, you got uh, what's his name, uh, Kevin Durant, and uh, Clay Thompson's a pretty tough dude. I'll give you that. But what else you got? No, he's not toughness. tough. He's not tough. He's very good. Thompson. Some of them are tough. You're right on that. But, but, but Thompson I just was bleeding. For a second. He was bleeding out of his ear. 
before a game seven that they won. You ain't never bled out of your ear, KB? You never bled out of your ear a little bit and kept playing, dude? Come on, man. You've gotten a little bit of blood on you. It's fine. It's not a big deal, bro. Who gives a damn? Just go play the game. You get paid a lot of money to do it. KB, all I'm stopping you at, I'm, just, I'm not debating whether Draymond Green's a valuable piece. I'm just saying the fact that you keep on saying over and over again he's the most valuable player on that team. Think about what you're saying for just one second. Who would you give up before Draymond Green? Would you give up Steph Curry? No. Would you give up Kevin Durant? Yeah. Yeah. You you make up these things that no one will agree with. Would you give up Clay Thompson before Draymond Green? Maybe. Maybe is the answer to that one. Maybe. And that is a very Because I know. Because you could trade Draymond Green. Listen to my point, bro. Just give me. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I will let you finish the show off. No, no, you're you're fine. Go ahead. Go off. You give me one minute. You give me 60 seconds on this one, no, bro. No, do what you got to so do. Bad. Do what you got to do. You're so dead wrong that it just blows my mind. What the Golden State Warriors, because I know they're in a slump right now. I could care less. I could care less because, God damn it, they deserve a slump. They absolutely do. All they do is win. They've been in the championship. They're bringing them home. That's all they do. They did this before Kevin Durant, so it doesn't really matter. But here's the thing that I'm just going to say to you right now. If you want that guy, Draymond Green, to infect these guys to think that they're thugs when Kevin Durant is not, he's not a tough guy, but he likes to play one. Steph Curry wants to play one. Draymond Green's got 13 technical fouls this year because he's just bored, and they just want, it's like showmanship. They want to make a spectacle of the game because they're obviously not giving a two dams about basketball. That's the God honest truth. And Kevin Durant being the tough guy that he obviously is not because if he was a tough guy, he would have stuck it out with Russell and won a goddamn championship straight up, plain and simple, okay? He's not. So just show me the playoffs. That's fine. But here's the thing. If you're going to say get Draymond out, send him away because someone will give you good stuff back for him. Draft picks, which you're going to need because this is only going to last so long. Someone's going to get hurt. They're all going to get older. Trust me. 30 is a very, very delicate age in the NBA. You watch how guys progressively slow down in the NBA. You can't do this day in and day day out. You can't do this night in and night out. It's going to happen, plain and simple. You trade Draymond. You might even include Clay, depending on how many picks there are and who you're getting back. You go get a kid like Lou Williams. You go get some draft picks from the Clippers. You can do this. And I'm not worried one damn bit, even if you trade him in the West, about Draymond Green going to a, a rival. And I'm really – Clay Thompson, if he goes to a scrub team by himself, will put up 30 a night, no problem. And I'm still not worried about him with Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and a couple other mediocre pieces, i.e. Swaggy P, freaking whoever else you want to get back, and draft picks. If you are the Golden State Warriors, you realize how you turn this into a dynasty, draft picks. Draft picks. Mad not Money not Mike. Balls. Not, 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 not guys that you think. You really look at guys like Trey Young coming out. You look at this. You realize what you can get. You ship Draymond out. You get the cancer out before it spreads. Plain and simple. Rebuttal. I'm done. Go ahead. Mad Money Mike, I thought you had the power of the mute button. Are you not there? He quit. No, I'm here. He that was, that was good. He got picked up by that a different good. station. Look, look, number one. You're not trading Draymond Green. He doesn't have – there's no market for Draymond. He's a – You claim he's, he's the best. There's no market for him. You said he's the best player on the team. He's the most valuable player on the team. No, he's not. 
Yes, why, he why is. is he the mo- why is he the most valuable? Explain your case right now. State your case. Why is he the most valuable? He's not the best. He's not the best four. He's not in the top three. So why is he the guy that you wouldn't want to trade? Trade him away. He's not bringing heart to the team. He's bringing cancer. He's bringing this attitude. These cocky-ass dudes think that they're going to win, walk to the NBA Finals, and walk okay, through it. Cleveland's stop. going to beat them. Listen, number one, that shot KD hit in LeBron's eye last year, he doesn't have the confidence to take without Draymond Green backing him up. Number two, my number two point here is that Steph Curry, little old Steph Curry, you know, we all know um uh, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go there, but Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, they're the skinny jeans team. Listen, they're an AAU team that gets beat up on the playground unless Draymond Green is there to have their back. And you know that's a fact in basketball, Eddie. And if you haven't played on a playground, then maybe you don't know. Maybe you haven't played enough playground games. Maybe you don't know the sport of basketball well enough. They need Draymond Green, or they are a skinny jeans AAU team with a bunch of little whiners. Draymond Green toughens that whole team up, and there's not a lot of players in the NBA that can do that for those little skinny jean crew dudes. There are 20 other guys available that could fill Draymond Green's shoes. Not productive, not as productive on the floor. I will give you well, that. Well, how can you say? Just stop he yourself. thinks he's worth right the money that he will there's be 20, There's 20 of other dudes that can fill his shoes, but not as productive. And that's your point? I, I'm and you, that's your right, point? Yes, yes, yes. You're right about that. KB, listen to me. You are right about that, that he does bring that heart. You, I honestly feel like you could put David West in his position, just bump listen, David listen West up from the, guard, from the back Eddie, of the roll, stop, put him in there. Stop. And that you old man could get them fired up. Bring you Donis Haslam in from the Miami Heat. Just put him on the bench, and he will fire them up. They don't need that. They don't need that because the skill level is so much higher than everyone else. That the second that they want to turn it on the playoffs, oh, Draymond's there. I understand that Cleveland, they want to say that Cleveland won the championship only because Draymond got hurt. I understand that argument. You haven't even brought that up because I had to probably bring that to your attention. All I'm telling you is it's game ball time, and you are dead wrong about Draymond Green. He's not worth it, and if you're a smart GM, a smart organization, trade him because, as you know, draft picks are crucial. You only have a small window to win. You have one. You're going to be there for the fourth time in a row. You're going to win it again. Trade this dude away. We got to get away. the game. We got to get the game balls. Can I close out my God argument here? Damn it. You pissed me off. We got to get the game ball, so I got to close up my argument here. Listen, and I'm sure I'll get, somebody will find a way to call me a racist on this, but I'm I'm totally not being a racist. He's just a tough dude from a tough world. He he's he's been playing under tough pressure. He was he's not he's not Del Curry's he's not Del Curry's son. But listen. Even Dave Chappelle, comedian Dave Chappelle, said that Draymond Green is the blackest name he's ever heard of. And Draymond Green is a tough-ass black dude. And those light-skinned, skinny Because of his name teams, is what makes him tough? I don't understand what this toughness is. Have you seen him in, like, the UFC octagon that I don't know about? What, is he, does he box in his spare time? Does he street fight? What is so tough about him? What, because he yells at a woman rap when his lips bleeding and he gets technicals? Like, what is so tough about him? Because he screams in a woman's face? You're just that bad. Mad Money, kick on game balls. Kick on game balls. You got to do the intro first. Back it up. This has been the worst show of the fucking uh, century. Bad one.
Do the do the intro, bad money. It ain't gonna happen. Game game balls are a wash. (laughs) Game balls are a wash. My game ball goes to Eli Manning and Odell Beckham Jr. Records. Which is really hilarious. If you have a sense of humor, you found that funny. If you're not so sensitive, then you get my point on what I'm making, and you know Eddie's wrong. <laughs> Nick Foles, you just brought a freaking Super Bowl to Philadelphia. Congratulations. Look forward to pick up the Blitz next week if uh, it goes down. Just kidding, you know we'll never quit. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.